Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up in War Eagle War Report family, as you can tell? No, it's not Mike. Ike back in the building, so Ike Mac and Memes. We are going to get this started talking a little transfer. Ugh, transfer. I don't even know what that word is. Transfer portal. We're going to talk a little transfer portal right here on the Auburn Express. <laughs> All right. Uh... Auburn Express time, Mike Mack and memes, Ike Jones sitting in for Mike G today, talking transfer portal, Brandy Mack here, Auburn memes here. How are y'all doing today? Doing they good. We're making it. Yeah, ready to dive in and, and talk about our huge roster flip we're probably going to see. Oh, the roster flip is going to be amazing considering all of the attrition that has happened already. Uh, we've already had a, a, a lot of guys jump in the portal. We've The transfer portal has only been open for a few days now. And there are like 5,000 athletes in the portal. Like half of college football has decided that they no longer want to play football wherever they were playing last year. It is absolutely insane. I saw the number was somewhere around, but including uh, Division One athletes, like guys trying to move up, JUCO, all of that. The number is somewhere around 3,000 athletes already that are looking for a new home right now. It's absolutely insane. Auburn has not been bitten too badly by the transfer portal bug as far as guys that are going out. But how are you guys feeling about what's happening right now in the transfer portal um, just in general? And then we'll talk about Auburn specifically. I'll start with you, Brandy, and then we'll get get it over to uh, memes. Yeah, I feel pretty good considering we need a, a lot of talent to help get us back to where this program needs to be. And I feel like this year compared to most years in the past, have actually a lot more offensive linemen than what we've normally seen. And For offensive, sure. 
Yeah. And, and very talented offensive lineman at that. So that is something that's really exciting. Um, and then there's also just some really big names and other positions too that are in the portal. So that excites me. And I think this is going to be like an insane year in all of college football outside of just Auburn too, when it comes to transfer portal and the impact that these guys will be able to make right away on their new programs where they land at. So I think it's an exciting time and Auburn um, kind of has the best position that we can be in considering like what we've had in the past for kind of what our needs are. So that is something that's positive about the transfer portal for Auburn. How are you feeling about this whole transfer portal situation? It's a new era in college football memes. How are you feeling about it? It completely changes the sport. We have no idea what to expect in December anymore, January and the rest of the year compared to how it was, I guess, as we could say, growing up for what we were used to. Completely changes what we thought we knew about recruiting, roster management, sprinkle NIL in there with coaching turnovers. It's a really, really strange development. And it's it's a new frontier. It makes it exciting. And I think it's definitely something that's going to be good for a lot of players that they have a chance to go out there and seek new opportunities. But with everything, I mean, there can be a bad side of that as well. We may delve into what some of those things can look like for these teams and coaches and management. But I think with everything with this NIL and the transfer window opening so broad, it'll be interesting to see if they put any rules and regulations on this to tamper it. But it's just one of those things, as far as that goes, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, Auburn is probably in one of the better positions compared to most schools here because Auburn is a big-name school right now with a new coach, and they need to do a complete roster makeover to be ready to compete next season. So out of all the schools that are looking like really appeasing, appealing excuse me, for players to go to, that's got to be Auburn right now. It's a, spot, it's a school that's got tons of spots. It's wide open for immediate playing time. So uh, a lot of schools are going to be seeing some guys leave that are probably going to hurt, but in Auburn's case right now, they have a lot more to gain than to lose. So hopefully for the short, short term, this can be a really good thing for them to capitalize on. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I don't even know how you go about the process of roster management in the era of the transfer portal. Because um, when I think about the transfer portal traditionally, um, you think about guys who have, are buried on the depth chart and they want to try to go somewhere where they can contribute. You think about guys who are moving up from, you know, a D1 school, a, uh, you know, a a group of five school, FCS school, right? Trying to get into a bigger program because they didn't get the shot right out of high school. That's what you think about when you think transfer portal, JUCO guys transferring in. Now you're seeing, you know, I mean, there's rumors that one of the best quarterbacks in the country, Drake May, transfer portal. Um, Treshawn Holden and JoJo Earl both played significant snaps at Alabama. Transfer portal last year, um, Addison, Blitnikoff winner, transfer portal. Guys who have been starters at D1 schools all over the country at offensive line, like you said before, uh, just a minute ago, Brandy, the offensive line has never been a place where you could go get transfer portal wealth. This year, not the case. You could go remake an entire new offense. Colorado probably will have 20 new starters on their team on offense and defense next year. It's going to be that insane in the transfer portal. It's wild times right now. Yeah, it definitely is. And like you already mentioned, um, just like the big names that are in there are kind of like surprising. Um, to me, I think the a big shock was Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. I didn't even mention Ra Ra Thomas. Good yeah, point. him going in the transfer portal. And Auburn is like it very much so in contention against Georgia for getting him. So 
um, besides like all the other names you've already mentioned, like that's another name that's an inner uh, division um, right. player. So that would be really interesting. Um, and the fact that, you know, there are people from the SEC going after another SEC player in the transfer portal. It's just really interesting times in college football right now. Yeah, I, I don't even know um, how you tame this monster right now, but it's definitely a monster that is out there growing and feasting on programs and their depth charts. Um, it just, I, I don't know that we're ever really going to be back in a day where a national championship contending team is not just reloading every season because they're just going to go find guys in the transfer portal that fit the mold of whoever it was that they just lost the previous season. They don't have to worry about trying to recruit somebody out of high school that's going to fill their shoes. So it's going to be really interesting. All right, so let's pivot and have a quick conversation. Hold on, pause. All right, so my son decided he wanted to come in here and have me play with Elmo for a second. All right, anyway. So let's pivot here and talk a little bit more specifically about Auburn. What does Auburn need to do in the transfer portal to to make a really big impact here? Um, and I'll, I'll flip and start with you, Memes. What who who? What are the positions that you're like? We definitely need a couple of those guys. Well, I feel like I got the, kind of the easy layup question here because I think if anybody, myself included, answered this with anything other than offensive lineman you would get doxxed pretty hard. So naturally, if you don't come into this thing and just completely rebuild in the trenches, just not only the fact of, you, ha- you they're really just, there's no other options. I mean, it's not like you got a guy, it's not like you've got guys who weren't that good that are coming back. Or you've got some freshmen who just hadn't really had a chance to get up there. I mean, you really just, I don't think, and then correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't think we would have on scholarship a full roster of two deep linemen in every position offensive am i right on that or it'd be really close we currently have um as it stands right now i think nine scholarship offensive linemen for auburn right so there you go <laughs> so then you if one guy gets hurt i mean you're essentially gonna have to move somebody from defensive line or get a walk on in there do just something absolutely crazy which i mean the good news is guys out there know that they know where Auburn's needs are, they're going to come here. They're going to fill those spots. That's not even a question. It's just a matter of making sure that you get the best guys in there, which from the sounds of it, this coaching staff is really making strong headway of getting. So not to say me personally, I'm worried about that, but I think just to get the morale going in the right direction and get the narratives going in the right direction, that's what this coaching staff needs to do. You need to start getting some good PR victories in early get people excited again, get some bodies in there and just start. I think it should be like hitting a well. I think once you get that one guy announced, I mean, you're probably, I mean, the estimates are you're going to see 20 plus guys coming in this transfer class. I mean, it's just going to be, there's going to be some time where if it goes how it's supposed to go, just commitment after commitment after commitment, which I think is going to get people really, really excited for everything going on, but that's going to have to start with the linemen. And then once you do that, the rest will just be gravy, but you got to have that good foundation of good, talented, deep linemen, specifically those uh, tackles, what they need really bad right now. Yeah. We haven't had a quality tackle in Auburn um, as far as recruits in a long time. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Brandy, what's your feeling? 
Yeah, outside of offensive linemen, we really, really need to reload our defensive line as well. Yes. I think that's that would be our second biggest need outside of offensive linemen is defensive linemen, especially with the guys we're losing to the draft and then just guys that, I mean, just the lack of talent necessarily that we have. Um, yeah. That's a, a massive spot of need as well. And then I would say third on the list, in my opinion, this may be a little bit debatable, but I think linebacker is mm-hmm. a massive need. I feel like we don't have much talent in our linebacker group at all right now. So we really, really need some help there. I would say offensive line, defensive line, linebacker in terms of like ranking our, our three biggest needs. Yeah, I, I, I would struggle to disagree with you. Um, you know, congratulations to both Derek Hall and Colby Wooden, who um, announced recently that they would be entering into the NFL draft. So um, looking forward to doing maybe some some draft prospect film on those guys here coming up soon. But um, you know, those are constant contributors along our defensive line. Echo Leota has not officially put his name um, as of the recording of this into the NFL draft, but I would assume that he is uh, mulling over those possibilities there. Um, and then just from a graduation standpoint, as far as snaps are concerned, we're going to lose Marquise Burks along the defensive line. Um, Brig, uh, uh, Br- Brad, Marcus Bragg going to be gone. Um, you're not going to have uh, Morris Joseph, who had just gotten here last year as well, going to be gone. So guys who took a lot of snaps along that defensive line are going to be gone. You really are only left with uh, Marquise Robinson, who didn't get a lot of snaps, but he did enter his name into the portal. Um, you know, um, you just really Jason are left Jones. With, yeah, you're left with Jason Jones and Jeffrey Emba, <laughs> like really that that <laughs> actually have played along the defensive line. Outside of that, who got significant snaps? And Emba's a, and Emba's a name that they're hoping doesn't leave as well because, right. as we know, he was very close with Harson and that staff, and definitely the. I mean, I think immediately after they announced Harson being fired, and he he tweeted out the thinking emoji. So he's he's one of those guys that hopefully the right people can get him to stay. But D line, especially that edge position, I mean, that is one just like offensive line that you don't have depth in. But that's one where it's like you got to get a senior playmaker in there immediately. Hopefully the appeal of a wide open depth chart should be able to get cream of the crop right that's what we hope as of the day of this recording so they the coaches definitely have their uh works made out for them because it's an interesting debate because let's just say we're in this exact same scenario we were in but like four years ago there wasn't the transfer portal like it was there was no nil i mean could you just imagine what the conversation would be like of like oh my gosh how do we rebuild this roster right now I don't even want to think how that would look like. Yeah, I mean, you would be on with bated breath right now looking at early signing day and national signing day, hoping that you picked up some stud five-star that could come and contribute immediately. Or you would hope that there was some JUCO guy who flew under the radar that was just looking for an upgrade. Out, outside of that, you'd have or no a grad break. transfer too. Right, yeah, you could get yeah. a grad transfer. But like you, outside of that, you'd have no shot at being any better along these fronts that than we are right now, because you you have to deal with what you have and hopefully develop your way into a better situation in a few months, which is so hard to do. Like it's um, in in those specific places, specifically offensive line, almost impossible to be able to get drastically better in a summer. Uh, so, all right. So l- let's talk a little bit then about some names. There are some interesting names out here in the transfer portal. Are there any names that jump out to you and you say to yourself, this is a win for 
uh, Auburn and this staff that is still under construction. Um, are there any names that jump out and you're like, yeah, that's a guy that you you see that name pop up. Such and such has committed, you know, from the transfer portal, Auburn University. Wow. Big win. Yeah. I mean, one, I wish we would have gotten him, but he's already he entered the transfer portal and the next day was committed. So that was Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State. He already committed to Michigan. That was somebody I really was hoping that we could get. But there are some still really, really great offensive linemen. I think Spencer Holstedge from Purdue is a name that I would definitely be pleased with. So, I mean, he was a starter um, all 13 games. So they're 12 regular season and the Big Ten championship game. Um, and Purdue's quarterback actually led the conference in passing yards. And um, they had a, ve- a very well improved um, rushing game this past season, too. And he's a two time Big Ten All American. So, um, and he'd be a grad transfer. So that would be a name that I'd be extremely pleased with. Um, there's actually two offensive linemen from Alabama that are also in the portal. So um, one of them is Cohen that right. I know has been very debated on um, social media of whether fans want him or not. And I think um, this is an instance where winning is more important and that we should accept somebody like him with open arms. Who cares that he crane kicked um, at, outside of our Birmingham Bowl practice a couple years ago, and who cares, you know, what happened during his recruitment under the Malzahn air. But I would say Cohen. Um, and then also Damian George, who is another offensive lineman from uh, Alabama. And PJ Williams uh, from Texas A&M is an, another offensive lineman that I'd be happy with. Um, PJ actually switched positions from the defensive line to the offensive line when he was at Texas A&M. So Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, so there's like a possibility for some versatility there um, if he if he comes to Auburn. So I'd say any of those four guys from the offensive line names that are out there, I'd be really happy with. And Spencer would definitely be my number one. Yeah, I think that there are some. Again, it's it's crazy to think you know how how many guys with this number of snaps have decided I don't want to stick it around, stick around in the place that I'm in for my final season. So. Hopefully they're out there doing work and, and convincing some of those guys that this is the place that you can come and start immediately. And I don't know that that's a hard sell to say, no, that's definitely a truth. You can come here and you can start and you can play right now. Um, we've talked about offensive line. Uh, Brandy, do you have any, I think the other big place of, that we've talked about has been defensive line. Are there any D linemen that you really love that are out there? Yeah, we've actually already offered him um, Andre Carter from Western Michigan. Um, Auburn has offered him and he recorded 70 tackles this past season, seven sacks and has six career forced fumbles. Um, and he actually has a PFF grade of 80 and a half, which if you compared him to our current defensive line, he would have been, he would be second on, on the roster there. So if we can get Andre Carter from defensive line, I think that would be a huge get. And I think we have a really good chance at landing him, especially since we've already offered him. And we've been in clear communication with him since he's entered the portal. Um, I, outside of that, um, there are some other guys that are interesting as well in, in other positions. Um, there's one name that I think would be a very, very big long shot. And I think he was a shock when everybody saw his name enter the portal. And that's at linebacker. And that's Justin Flo. Um, mm. Yeah, he's a linebacker at Oregon. Like, right. really, really, really good player. Listen, I'm not sure Oregon transfers has, has has have been good, done good well for us record. recently. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, our I don't know if Robbie has any connection with him. Maybe he does, and that could help us. But I mean, that's a name that would like I think would surprise a lot of people if we were able to get him. I don't know if we have any shot at getting him, but it was surprising his name was entered in the portal. Um, and would be an incredible talent to have. So I think for our three biggest um, needs, like those are kind of some guys that come to mind that I'd be excited to see announced that they're transferring to Auburn. Okay, so let's talk then, uh, and I think those are all really good names. I think the outside of the three positions of need, I think what most people would argue is the most important position on your roster. Um, We need some new bodies in the room, and that's quarterback. Are there any guys... Um, that are quarterbacks that are out there that you would think would be interesting. Um, like, yeah, this one, this one piques my interest. I, I'd be maybe not even swinging for the moon, but just guys that you feel like would be good fits and what we know about Hugh Freeze and all that kind of thing. Any, any names that are out there? Yeah, I, I think the first person that comes to mind is Hudson Card from Texas. He got a little bit of playing time this past season. He has a really, really good long ball, but he struggles um, with a with his short ball. But I think that's kind of sometimes better to have a guy who does have a ha- has the power to throw a good long ball, but maybe struggles in reading defenses. And with a short ball, that's something I feel like that can be learned and taught if you have a good quarterback coach and a good offensive mind on your staff. So I think Hudson Card is definitely somebody that stands out and interests me we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Is is there anybody uh, memes that you've heard the name? And I, I'm going to throw a name out there if you don't say somebody, because I, I want to get you guys' uh, opinion about this guy. But is, are there any guys who you've heard enter the transfer portal that you've seen people on Twitter saying, oh, man, what about this guy that you're like, absolutely not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the thing with that is if I've seen so many of those between – Twitter and message boards and just posted pretty much everywhere someone has a keyboard and access to the internet. <laughs> I can't even I, I can't even keep track of them all at this point. And like that is the fundamental problem is everybody just has this like they see a guy in there and they know nothing about him. Oh, that that's that's the guy we gotta we gotta get him. And Pablo sent a tweet out like kind of very very sarcastically yesterday, but I mean I think it really sums up the synopsis of the transfer portal culture. And hold on, I'm trying to scroll to read this verbatim so I don't miss it because it was hit it right on the head here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, here we go. Portal Narratives Refresher Course. Player leaving, wasn't a contributor, couldn't make the next step, didn't want to compete, bad culture fit, player incoming, all-American potential, looking to compete and take talent to the next level, great culture fit. More of the yeah. stories, like, that's how it always is. is yeah. Every time there's a player coming in, you just see all the great see him leaving ah well you know he's buried in the depth chart and it's ironic because almost every guy auburn has gotten in and you would talk to other schools about him well you know that guy i mean he, he wasn't really good like we're not we're not really sad he's leaving you know, all the alabama fans on cohen left all oh, i mean he he sucked anywhere a line wasn't right. any good he was the worst player there he had all these issues so it's just like there there's a little bit of truth and just bitterness to that whole narrative there but you do kind of have to see that to where it's not just it's not just about the bodies. You do have to still have some level of evaluation. And there was plenty Harson was not good at. Yeah. One thing that he did do pretty well is I would say, especially with these transfer guys, he had a pretty good eye for evaluation and guys that would make an impact. And yeah, we, I think we the only Drayshawn Miller is probably the only guy that he just massively struck out with. So it's it's not just a one size fits all. Because I mean, there were guys that. You didn't. I, mean, I think you even mentioned earlier. We're talking about a 
talking about Bragg, I mean, that was somebody who was just like, well, that's just going to be a depth piece for rotation. And he right. had some pretty meaningful snaps at Auburn, more so than I think anybody initially thought he would have coming from Western Kentucky. Listen, Echo so, Leota going down and Marcus Bragg being able to come in and play was huge. Yeah, no, but I mean, Echo Leota is another perfect example of a great, yeah. get, a great get. And obviously, we never got to see his full potential, which is unfortunate because I think he would have just absolutely lit it up this year had he had the chance to you know, not get hurt and stay with it. But all the same, that is going to be that's going to be the key to it is just getting just the guys and the right guys and just seeing where the narrative really lies. Now, of course, coaches, that's what they get paid to do. That's what these analysts get paid to do. Fans, I think, just get a little bit of attached to the new shiny toy mentality. And then I think just the refreshing new vigor of like coaches actually putting a little bit more effort into the recruiting side that they hadn't really necessarily seen in the past few years is definitely a, uh, it's definitely giving fans a lot more um, happy feelings as we'll call it Mm -hmm. for something that should just be the norm. I mean, what the coaches are doing right now is what coaches are just supposed to do, but with how bad it's been in Auburn in recent years, I mean, Oh, it just, it just looks incredible. Like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Like now this is how it is. But that that just goes to remind everybody that the change that was made did need to be made, and it's for the better. So we just got to hope that all this um, all this action from these coaches can start uh, yielding some fruit here pretty soon. Because as I was saying, uh, my last my last segment is uh, we need to we need to get some real tangible good news to get this ball rolling. Yeah. So the the, the names though I was going to throw out here, I want to see if you guys are interested in uh, first and foremost transfer portal veteran. JT Daniels is Ooh, back out on the market. Go, hoping we go here. Yeah, JT Daniels is back out there. Does, do you guys want to see JT Daniels finish off his last two years of I don't know how he still has two years of eligibility, by the way, but his last two years of eligibility on the planes. We looking forward to that. Um, I am personally am not very interested in, in <laughs> JT Daniels. I mean, I actually am surprised that he entered the transfer portal. I thought he had like a decent season at West Virginia, like nothing crazy. Obviously, like they they fired their athletic director. Um, and I think they're on the brink of about about to fire um their head football coach. But um No, they're, you know, they're keeping uh, apparently they said they're gonna keep Neil Brown. That's the word I heard. Oh, okay. Um yeah. I I'm just not that interested in him and I'm really shocked that he's in the portal. Like he has the job there. I mean the level of competition is at least easier than it was when he was in the SEC, and especially in terms of like him keeping his starting position. So I don't really know why he's in the transfer portal. That was surprising. I thought to it was me. super interesting, this, actually. Yeah. This guy yeah. was this the, the crazy part about him is is this guy was taking snaps at USC, like meaningful snaps back in 2018, mm-hmm. and he still. Could potentially have two more. I mean, that 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 might be. I mean, he could potentially go down as the Van Wilder of football. But yeah, I mean, his stats at West Virginia were okay. I don't know exactly what the roster's looking like around him. So maybe he just thought, all right, it's time to get out. I don't know why I go there to begin with. If you just surely, whatever feelings you have now, you couldn't have had then. So I don't. It, it's a bizarre, bizarre situation. You would think there would be a benefit to hanging around for another year. I don't. Except like the decision of. Where are you going to go? That's going to be much better. 
Georgia to West Virginia is a step down. I don't know if he's maybe he's going to go back to Georgia. A, maybe he's like, hey, listen, that's out of there. I'm going to go back down and get my job again. That that would be that that would actually talk about a, a just incredible narrative. I thought just him coming to Auburn would be funny, just for the humor of that for a lot of different reasons. But I think him going back to Georgia would be absolutely incredible for him to win the starting job in spring and then like lose it by game three. That would be awesome. <laughs> like to just some like just another another freshman or, or maybe Calzada goes to Georgia and beats him out. Just something <laughs> just like absolutely stupid would be, or like what if him and like you know, TJ Finley transfer Calzada and they end up in another school and they, they duke it out. Like this guy's just got great storyline written all over him. And yeah, as far as coming to Auburn though, uh, no, I don't, I don't see how that benefits either side. All that great. I mean, his numbers at West Virginia got him pulled up here. 61% passer, 2,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's that's not – those are not really spectacular numbers. So, I mean, even at Georgia, I, I guess um, – I know he's kind of banged up, but the most touchdowns he has thrown in the season was in 2018 at USC for 14. Mm-hmm. At Georgia, he had 10, and the next year he had seven. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think this guy could go down as like a Jimmy Clausen level of one of the most like overhyped <laughs> quarterbacks to oh, ever no. come through. Oh, oh no. Let's talk about the other guy. Clemson quarterback DJ Uyunglele <laughs> is in the transfer portal. You want to see him come down to Auburn? Okay, he interests me way more than JT Daniels does. Um, you know, he gave his all to Clemson. Never once had any issues there in terms of like off the field issues. Never once created drama surrounding his situation. I actually would be interested in him. Okay. But I would like to know more about who our offensive coordinator is going to be before I'm like all in on DJ. Because I think that does kind of make a big difference for the style of play that he has. So he's not my number one, but I definitely... You know it's going to be some sort of up-tempo RPO, right? Like, I don't think that even if Hugh Freeze turns over play-calling duties, it's going to turn into some pro-concept situation, right? It's going to be some sort of spread option type of play, right? Like, that's just who who freezes that guy to his core. I don't see him making some drastic pivot away from that, but um, you know, what would be what would be a situation where, like, okay, if we played this style of football, you would say no to DJ in that situation? Brian Harson would totally have gotten him to Auburn. You think so? You think that he's a Brian Harson kind of guy? You're going to see him drop, play under center, drop back? You I mean, know, he's six. I think he wouldn't do well under Harson. That would be like the type of offense I wouldn't want to see him. He's know. he's six four, and I got his I got his numbers pulled up in 2021. He was 55 and a half percent passer. This past season, he was 62.1. Once again, 62.1 is not terrible. I mean, it's, it's not it's, great. It's, but it's, it's a, I mean, it's an average. It's yeah. a, it's an okay middle of the pack quarterback. As long as your interceptions are fairly low. Now he did have 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions, so that's better. But here's my fundamental issue with this guy: the amount of talent he has around him at Clemson versus the amount of talent he's going up against as the ACC. That's not like that's not 62 percent in the SEC. That's 62 percent in the ACC with one of the most loaded rosters in college football. Yeah, that's where I kind of scratch my head. And I remember, I mean, I've called a, ha- a handful of Clemson games. Like, I just this guy just. He he just wasn't in. I mean, he was a really good recruit coming out of uh, coming out of high school, but just not all of them pan out. I don't think this is one of those guys. I just 
I don't think this would be a great situation for Auburn to necessarily be in. I mean, if he's not going to do it at Clemson, I don't know why anybody would have any inkling that he's going to all of a sudden do it at Auburn. And, it, you know, Hugh, Hugh Freeze, love him, hate him, whatever you feel. Like, this guy does not have the Midas touch for quarterbacks no more than Dabo Sweeney would. And if Dabo and his staff, this is what the results they get with the level of competition – yeah, that's probably one that I think Auburn could pass on to. I mean, I think the idea here, and I think we've kind of hinted at it, is to get a young guy, diamond in the rough type situation, maybe two guys, depending upon if who I else think, I think you got to go. Like, I honestly feel like we've got to go get two guys out of the portal. You need to get a guy in it. Because, listen, man, you you only really, you got, you got two scholarship quarterbacks right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Because I mean Rob has got somebody Robbie's gonna have somebody to compete with him. Correct. And I or just, if he gets hurt, what do we do? You know, I mean there's just that, there's I mean, two listen, situations. I mean, we Clemson, were Clemson only has two losses this season. So I did want to say something on Clemson before we move into this conversation. He was not a bad a horrible bad quarterback for them. Ask like, Clemson fans if they liked him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clemson fans I think are not Clemson fans would be pretty split on him. I think it it was pretty obvious in the championship game this past weekend that he probably wasn't the best decision for them at quarterback, but I think there, I think he has a lot of potential. So. Well, I mean, I think he was like, like a, a very similar situation to their Jeremy Johnson. Now, not as in the extremes, but a guy who was extremely highly ranked. He, he had the one game where he came out and he lit it up and everybody was like, Oh, he's going to be the next. And then the he next has, season, he had flashes happened. of greatness. And I will say a quarterback Last year, that struggled on the team that they were at, especially with turnovers. And this season has done much better. Is Adrian Martinez, who is at Nebraska? Oh, Knicks, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, has he declared for the NFL yet? Speaking of the <laughs> speaking of the devil, I have not heard. That. I don't know. I, don't I haven't so. kept up with it. So, but yeah. Adrian Martinez was like a turnover machine at Nebraska in 2021, and he has done really well. Uh, well, you know, State this year. At, so. at K State, they stopped letting him throw the ball. Though they they were basically running a, an option offense, and he was he was running the ball a lot, and so that that I mean, they also their offense is centered around a star running back like Deuce Vaughn, similar mm-hmm. to how Auburn's offense is usually also centered around a star running back and not star receivers. So, um, you know, I think there's flashes of greatness that we've seen in DJ. Not saying he is our guy and that he should be our guy. I just I think that some people are discounting his talent sometimes. Yeah. We, we will see. I think it'll be interesting to see where Auburn goes in the transfer portal. I've I've said this a few times, and I, I need to go back and maybe watch some of his high school film. It's, to me, who Hugh Freeze and staff bring in in the transfer portal will be a clear indicator of what direction this offense is going to go because I don't think that Robbie Ashford and – Holden Garner are remotely the same type of quarterback. So if the type of quarterback that they bring in the transfer portal leans more in the direction of one or the other, that should be a clear indicator to the other one that I'm not the kind of guy that this staff wants to, to build around. Because if you get somebody who's more an arm talent and less a dual threat, that means you're not really looking for dual threat. Dual threat isn't your high priority for how this offense is going to go. If you go and get somebody who is definitely a dual threat and less of a arm talent guy, then you're saying the legs of the quarterback are important for my offense, in my opinion. I don't know how both of those two things can exist in the same universe. So it's going to be really interesting to me to see who are the transfer portal targets. 
I will say with the rebuild that we're going to have to go through for our offensive line could very much so play a part in the type of quarterback that we get. Agree. Which would most likely lead to us going after a dual threat quarterback. Like we definitely need somebody who has some kind of ground game because we don't know what our offensive line is going to look like. Yeah, I think it's going to be super interesting. Like to your point, they may go for the dual threat guy as a bridge to say, okay, well, our offensive line isn't quite where we want it to be yet. And we really do want to throw the ball around a little bit more, but we're not there on the offensive line. So we need a guy who can make up for it a little bit with his legs. Do y'all, do y'all just feel like this? Because the, I'm just i scrolling through Twitter, and I think since we've been talking, like since the pause since the last time I've talked, I just saw three more guys like jump up on the feed who announced. Do we just feel like this is a giant game of musical chairs at this point? Yes. Because I mean, yeah, it's and a lot of people are going to get left standing when the music stops, and it's going to be sad for them. Yeah, and because yeah, I, I, I read that there's like a 40 percent the, since the transfer portal yeah. has existed, there's a 40 ish percentage of like placement, which is something that, like, um, actually, like, uh, in his speech when he was leaving Jackson State, that's something that Deion Sanders said. He's like, Hey, don't enter the portal, which probably was because, like, Hey, come with me, but also he's like, You need to understand sometimes you might just be a number in there too. He's basically telling them, you you might have been good here, but that doesn't mean I'm taking you over here. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> don't don't just assume because I'm going over here, I'm taking you with me. Well, it so. really does it really does make you wonder at what point and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe this will just be the new norm. I'm going out of limb to say that maybe we're in a little bit of a bubble with the number volume of guys transferring. So I think part of it is Hey, I'm going to go see if I can go somewhere. Maybe get get some extra promises. Maybe get a little nil money. That may be part of it too. Just a little bit of a positive shopping around. Of course, the playing time, all that. But there's got to be a point where you're going to start seeing the value of guys realizing that. Well, maybe we're actually better off if we stay at one school, really work it out and develop, and don't transfer unless we truly get processed out by. Wow, this kid came in from high school as a five star who just is better than me. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be better than this guy. But I think a lot of it too is just maybe this is a stretch to say, but it's just impatience. Yeah. I mean so it's gonna it's it's difficult, man, because here's the thing. A lot of these guys get promised the world to commit to the school, and then they get there and it doesn't work out for them, but they know they were the guy where they, wherever they came from. And so they need to be able to still sell their five-star status somewhere. It's just their current school doesn't believe it anymore because they've seen it in the film room and on the practice field. And I was like, hey, yeah, he was a five-star at Podunkville, uh, you know, Georgia down here in the boondocks playing against a bunch of kids that probably had no business playing football at all. And yeah, you look great <laughs> against them. But now you're here in, in this league where everybody's, you know, four and five star athletes and you're just not that guy. Right. And so you're not going to see the field here, but somebody still believes that you had some potential. We've, we've seen this happen in professional sports over and over again, where a guy was a high draft pick who honestly should never be on anybody's NFL roster. Right. But because he was drafted so high teams kept giving them a shot. It's like, oh, this guy's a firm, former first-round pick. This guy's Baker. a former second-round pick. I think Baker as of today, Mayfield Baker made a perfect example. example of this. Got released. <laughs> perfect example of a guy, Heisman Trophy winner, first-round pick. People keep giving him shots because they keep saying to themselves, ah, oh, man, he's got the talent. 
And the, no, he got picked up by the Rams. Like he know, is, but, as he my got point is the reality of Baker Mayfield on the football field says otherwise. He's just okay. He's not great. Right. He's not terrible. He's just okay. But people keep giving him opportunity. And there are guys who probably have were fourth, fifth round picks who are probably better quarterbacks in the NFL than Baker Mayfield ever would be that will never get that shot over and over again that he keeps getting because somebody believed in his talent six years ago. Right, yeah, he's not he's not a franchise quarterback. And, I mean, ironically, going to picking on Panthers quarterbacks, I mean, Sam Darnold was the exact same way. I'm like, how? Like, I'm not a <laughs> – I'm no football scout. I have no eye for talent. But, like, I would bet money that this guy's not going to work out. And sure enough, they replaced one guy who didn't work out with another guy who didn't work out. So it really kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder, like, what's going on behind the scenes with those decision makers. But I digress, keeping it – keeping it back to college, I think you're going to see the same thing. And hopefully you don't see schools, at least not schools you care about, doing that same thing. And maybe JT Daniels is a perfect example of that. Oh, this was a big five-star guy to USC. Then, oh, he was on the Georgia team. And he was a preseason preseason Heisman watch guy that year. And then, oh, well, he hadn't gotten hurt. And, you know, West Virginia, like, we're going to roll the dice on him. Like, if a big school does that without a backup plan, I mean, I think you are just looking at an average – season offensively at best yeah that's gonna be super interesting um but i think they sell it to fans that way though i think they say oh this was the guy and like i think that's how they they try to spin it and get people excited but as i mentioned earlier i think there's going to be a bubble that pops on this at some point yeah i mean we're we're way early in a lot of these things and it's i think um teams between what's happening with nil and and kids coming in, getting a bunch of money before they see a single snap, and what you're seeing with the transfer portal of kind of this retreading of potential talent but not realized talent. Uh, college football is definitely it's going to be an interesting place over the next couple of years as they start to figure out how to regulate, not necessarily regulate as far as rules, but just figure out how to regulate their rosters in a way that make a lot of sense. Whoever figures this out first is going to be the next dynasty that exists in college football. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think the, this is my personal opinion, like a, a step to getting there. And I know a lot of schools are already doing this is just having somebody on staff that's essentially fully dedicated to portal transfer portal evals. So um, similar to like what they do when they evaluate high school athletes, same yeah. thing for portal evals. Interesting stuff. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Um, but uh, I appreciate the conversation. I again, this your man Ike Jones sitting in for Mike G. Um, you know, if you're disappointed, you know, I'm sorry. I'll try to do better next time. But definitely great to sit down with Brandy Mac, Auburn Memes. We are out of here until the next time. And as always, War Eagle. And y'all keep riding the Auburn Express. We're out of here, baby. Peace. War Eagle. War Eagle.